Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That is what we do around here, and we haven't been around for a couple weeks because I've been dying myself of a sickness that God only knows what it is. It doesn't go away. It's like a plague. It's hit my house for a month. It was at one point, Chuck, I was sick. Sydney was sick. I just was sick. Elvis was coughing but going to school because, you know, he's 13 and he has to go to school because that's where his social network is. Good. (laughs) I'm glad he has one. Four out of five people sick. (laughs) And I've had this cough for two weeks straight. So and, and then it, the one day I felt good, Elijah and his wife and and, and Isaiah came out and we went to the mountains in the snow and I was running around the snow and got all soaking wet and freezing cold. <laughs> that was probably smart, don't you think? Don't you think that was the smartest thing to do? First day I'm well, go to the I, snow. I think I think it would have shocked your body and upped your <laughs> immune s- system. I mean, that's why you go jump in cold water and stuff. It wakes it up and resets. What do you got like COVID really? twenty or something? Oh, no, I took a COVID test. The COVID tests are so confusing now that uh, it tells you every possible positive test. It shows you all these weak, faint second lines. And I can't see because I'm old. <laughs> and I thought it was saying any of the top line is positive. So I did it. And I told Christy, well, I've got COVID now. Nobody can leave the house. Oh, my God. And she looked at it and she's like, no, this is telling you that if it's that faint of a line, it's COVID. That's all. There's four lines, four examples across <laughs> the top that old people can't see. And it just looks like there's four positives in a row right there. By, by the way, though, we're going to we're going to repeat this. You're not old, old, young, old is 60 to 80. Old, old is 80 to 100. Mm. okay well there's two there's two there's two types of old when it's broken down because people are living longer what if you stayed up for a whole decade without sleeping does that give you an extra five years under your age like a dog or something no but it gives you stories to tell yes it does and let me tell you <laughs> i've been back in the don't die network because you know we're talking about all these statistics doing this tv show we're trying to do do you know chuck that three times as many people die from drugs in America than die from gun violence. Have you ever noticed how much talk there is about gun violence? Three, three times, times as many people die of drugs as die from guns. Okay, but the, the devil's advocate would say, but they're choosing to do it. People don't choose to get shot. No, but, the you know. I, you know, there was a shooting today at the uh, parade, at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs parade. I don't know if you're paying attention to your Twitter feed. Yeah. But you're talking about in a matter of one. seconds, they shot like 20 people, including eight kids. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, gu- obviously gun control is not going to work. So I saw a really intelligent guy this afternoon talking about why is the gun industry immune from civil lawsuits? And I thought, I right away, because we're in rehab, Chuck. Somebody died in rehab this week. And immediately when I read about it, I was like, I hope it wasn't my rehab. And I texted and whatever. Because <laughs> yeah. no, because that's going to cost millions of dollars. Oh, I, Why I when the gun industry is creates a weapon that kills, shoots eight kids and kills one person and wounds 20 others? Why are they not? Why, you know, because we do know that these instances where drugs, drugs are not allowed in a rehab. That's what I want all the, you know, the lawyers that sue rehabs when a horrible accident happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Drugs are not allowed in them. The client themselves <laughs> premeditatedly orders it either from you know twitter or whatever or snapchat and has it delivered to the rehab center now they can easily chuck and i i reenact this all the time they could easily just discharge from the rehab and go use drugs could they not chuck oh yeah but that that's not what they do 
No, neither they smuggle the drug. They smuggle the drug. They smuggle the drugs in a rehab, and then they use them. And then, if it, a horrible situation, it's just—it's tragic. I'm not discounting the tragedy. I'm discounting our codependency in this country of blaming somebody else for somebody else's actions. And it's mm-hmm. the plainest is here's an interesting thing too. You know who else is immune from civil prosecution? Prisons. So many people die of drug overdoses in prison. Chuck, did you know this? (laughs) And apparently drugs are not allowed in prisons. I've heard. But you can't sue the prison if your loved one dies of a drug overdose in prison. But you can sue the rehab. And they're allowed to do full body cavity search, all that stuff that we're not allowed to do. We're not allowed to violate someone's rights like that. The sad, you know, it's all sad. Like America is just a sad nation. There's just sadness everywhere you look, right? You know, Sid doesn't want to go to school because it's like uninspiring. It's like everything around, like, just like, what is great? (coughs) Nature is great. True, like-minded friends are great. Right. Bike riding. Going with your family. Yeah. Bike riding is great. You know, books, reading books is great. Um, going to shows, that, see- yeah, seeing concerts, some concerts, not all. Let's face it. I was, I was torn. Like the Eagles were playing near my house, and I was torn. Like for two days, I was thinking, should I go see the Eagles? I haven't seen the Eagles since Hotel California came out. When it came <laughs> out, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen the Eagles perform well. <laughs> I so, can't tell the secret of the, so the secret I saw of the, the Eagles at the Oakland Coliseum on Day on the Green, New Hotel California, the year that Hotel California came out, and I have not seen them since. But they're playing like 15 minutes from my house, and I'm 10 minutes from my house, and I'm thinking, should I go? Should I support my local community? Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, businesses and go and park yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Live music. It gives people and then jobs. I just thought, it's- how many, how many real <laughs> Eagles are left? There's two. That's good. That's more than most bands. They've There's got two. a singer. That's like when people talk to me about smut peddlers, I go, they were around 23 years. I was in it for the last five. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> how, about, not- how about bow, wow, wow. Oh, is no, touring, that, I saw that. Is touring without Annabella, and she has a band called Annabella's Bow Wow Wow. Mm-hmm. There's two Bow Wow Wows out on the road. <laughs> Happens yeah. a lot, I feel like. Oh, and I've seen God. them both. I, 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 we, uh, another band I was in open for the Bow Wow Wow that goes by the, like, they're the original, and it's only uh, Lee Gorman. It's only the bass player that's an actual original member. Yeah, wasn't Marco the original guitar player? Bow no, wow, wow? Uh, uh, no, it was. Uh, oh my God, what was his name? The dude with the mohawk that played yeah, with Fat Gretsch. Uh, well, I forget his name. He, but he was in the original Adam and the Ants. Like Dave Barbosa, the guy that played guitar, were original ants. Well, that's what I thought. And it's so all was Lee Gorman. There. So I talked to Marco of all people, like. Like, I zero in on the Marcos of the world, right? So here's an interesting guitar player. He's in Adam and the Ants. Then he's in, he plays guitar on the Bow Wow Wow record. He's he's all around. Then people don't know. Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. Marco was the guitar player. Well, How fucking got, amazing is that? He's got the so guy much plays style. With Bow Wow Wow, <laughs> Adam and the Ants, and Sinead O'Connor. So I go to this uh, Music Cares thing that Dave Navarro did, and I look across, you know, it's the typical characters there. Not, a lot of great people, Courtney Love and Dave Navarro and and uh, Corey, that guy Corey from Slipknot's a great sober guy. I don't know if I'm blowing his anonymity or whatever. But then across the room, I see a familiar face, an elderly familiar face, by the way, but so mm-hmm. is mine. But he doesn't know that I'm an elderly version of Bob Forrest. I see an elderly <laughs> version of Marco. And Marco I walk up Peroni, and I go, yeah. I said, oh, my God, is that who I think it is? And he's like right away, like, oh, yeah, how you doing? And I go, Adam and the Ants changed my life. It's the greatest band ever. And he's like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, and then there's not much to say after that. When you're keener and down <laughs> on somebody, there's not much you can say after they, 
you know, you changed my life. Okay, thank you very much. On your yeah. way, peon. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. No, he, but, he was he was super cool. He was on Jonesy's show. Marco Peroni was, and I called during one of the commercial breaks. And when Jonesy was on one zero three one, you could call and he'd answer the phone. And I said, "Hey, I want to talk to Marco." And I said, "Hey, whatever happened with uh, Kevin Mooney, the guy that played bass on the um, um, uh, Kings of Our Frontier record before they got Gary Tibbs?" And he goes, "Well, he was a fucking junkie then, wasn't he?" but that's what matthew ashman the original guitar player and adam and the ants the old adam and the ants and then bow wow wow was a junkie too so right we lost them early well that's you know my favorite group is like so chrissy hine is you know great songwriter but she's kind of writing songs (laughs) puts a band together chooses two guys that will die of drugs within three years Mm-hmm. Out of out of three, she's got out a of, picker. She's got a picker. Of, that that guy, that girl has got a picker for that sort you know, of thing. Obviously, very creative, sensitive types because they were they were the drug addicts. <laughs> so that I had to the point that we're the smartest, most creative group of people on the planet. <laughs> I, I gotta say that. I got, I know. I, well, I, yeah. I don't. The people who are saying that are never very smart or creative, but there are <laughs> smart and creative people in the room. So, uh, I had an interesting thing where, you know, I was, I was called to find a sober companion for a TV show for five months. Somebody's got to be out with this guy for five months. So, uh, so I immediately went to my rock and roll Rolodex and then I realized and I had explained it to a bunch of people, the agency and the showrunner and a bunch, like why this guy, cause he doesn't have a resume. And I was like, well, those sober companions get that work for companies and have resumes, they're not going to help at all. You need a guy that's wrestled with people. Like, right. you know, Somebody yeah, that's, that's been injured in the process. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That, that, you know, that <laughs> and knows can, and can see things coming and whatever. And so then they, you know, they met and, and it worked out. But I realized, like, and I was talking to this one agent guy, like the rock and roll world was way ahead of the curve on sobriety. There's probably more musicians because it was so bad. The drugs were so bad. It was inevitable that it would be the one industry that people would get sober in decades earlier. And we would know how to take care of our own. And we would know everything that the movie industry or the television industry or, or the medical industry is going through with all this addiction that grew in America. But, you know, pretty much musicians we're i went to rehab in 1988 like there's no nurses and doctors going to rehab in 1988 there's no (laughs) actors going to rehab in 1988 we musicians were ahead of the curve it was we became more enlightened quicker about sobriety about (laughs) all the all the interventions and how to deal with an addict we were way ahead of the curve and so now it's a very valuable asset Right. But we still don't have much of a resume. You know what I mean? I don't even know how to make one. I think I made one when I was in high school so I could get a job at a pizza parlor. There's templates online. It's real easy. I've had to do it a couple of times. Yeah, I had to do one last week. And then I had. But how do you say, like, I worked for this band? What did you do? Well, I just I was the singer, kind of hung out a lot. Well, you don't go back that far, right? You go back. You really only need like the last five years. Yeah, they only want the last four jobs, five years or so. Here's an interesting oh. thing that's bullshit about job resumes, and I don't care what you say. You could just make up whatever you want. It's illegal in the state of California to, to contact a former employer. <laughs> so why do they have job uh, resumes? Well, you're uh, allowed, All, all you can do... No, I know this. I've employed a thousand people. <laughs> but all you can do is ask, hey, was this person employed... From December of 1999 to February of 2004, that's the only question you can ask. And they say either yes or no. That's, right. You can't ask what kind of employee they were. That's a violation of... They did all right. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's you know, how you should be able to say, Hey, what kind of person is this? Are they, they get along good with coworkers? Do they, cause right. the thing in, in hiring rehab people, I always want to know if a if an employee is has boundaries, right? So I want to know, hey, I want to know if an employee 
um, always takes the patient side and splits with staff? That's the main thing I want to know. Well, the answer is yes. If they're behavioral <laughs> health <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> That's not they, good. They they only they're they're red teas, so it's not like they've invested in school or or that they even have that long time sober. It's weird that line between friends and friendly or friendly and friends gets crossed all the time. But you know what? When I look at someone's work history, uh, that's not as important as like when they interview people and they ask me to come in. I just like asking, why'd you leave your last job? And if they talk shit on their last employer, yeah, they always do. You're out. They always you're out. do. No, well, I mean, then you're how out do you because... hire anybody? I've, I've asked that question. I asked a woman, "Hey, why? Why are you leaving? You worked there for 13 years or whatever." And she's like, "Oh, it's just time." And I said, "What does that mean? Why? Why was last year not that's, time? That, that's the it's just time. It's just time." Yeah, sometimes you, no, know, you feel you, like you're spinning no. your wheel. Yeah, but you, you want to know the dirt. They wanted profit. <laughs> they wanted profit sharing, and the owner wouldn't give it to them. That's why. Well, Pretty much, fine. you know what if I mean. They wanted like burned, equity. They wanted equity like in the company. That. All these, all these program directors want want think they can start a rehab. I'm like, I'll give you a ten grand. Go start one. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You think this is easy? This is a oh, nightmare. No. No, I don't, I don't envy anybody that chooses to go into it, especially now. I said 10 grand. In in 2007, it cost about, not 10 grand, probably cost like 40 grand to start an outpatient with sober living. 40 grand. Now it's like 250,000. Yeah. And it's right? going to be three months before you get paid from anybody who's there. Well, you used to be at, <laughs> when I opened Hollywood Recovery, I think what year was that? 2010. You could just open up and start collecting cash and whatever, and then you waited for your license to come. Who cares? Now it's just like, <laughs> oh my god! I was operating. You know, they're like, "Do you have a license yet?" And I was like, "Any day now, any day, any minute, <laughs> any minute." Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I, but I had my certification, so it didn't matter. I wasn't filling insurance, like whatever. But nowadays, holy god, you have to have. A license so you can get malpractice insurance because there's so much litigation and that gets back to my original point if everyone's so outraged about this super bowl violence gun control whatever we've had gun control new york city has gun control probably the strictest in the country they got shootings all the time then some football player shot himself one time in a strip joint did you did you hear that well, that's just rude <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean really so gun what control, a mess Gun He's control is never going to happen. It's another thing that the left is just tilting at windmills like gun control and mental health is never going to happen. But l let's sue the gun manufacturers. I bet you that creates smart gun laws. I bet you that creates a database of where guns are, who has guns. I bet you less guns get in the hands of mentally unstable people if the gun co companies get sued for one of these shootings. They should not have immunity like the police. They're a for-profit industry. They should not have immunity. If they do have immunity, then the medical profession should have immunity because the medical profession saves lives, not ends lives. The, the actual weapons manufacturers that takes lives, yet you and I, Chuck, work in healthcare. I've been sued a hundred times trying to save lives. You get fucking sued in this country but kill people, you're immune from from civil prosecution. That is bullshit. And, and Republicans and Democrats together should be able to align that, yeah, why is this for-profit industry immune from civil prosecution when the healthcare industry isn't, who save lives every fucking day? This is the madness of the cacophony of fucking stupidity in the United States of America. I don't care who's fucking president. I don't care. I care how stupid our population is. Doctors and nurses get sued all the time. They dedicate their lives 16 hours a day, 12 hour shifts to fucking saving people's lives. And we go, oh, the first, the frontline workers, let's applaud them. But they get sued every fucking day in this country. But gun manufacturers can't be sued. Fuck this. 
that's my rant for the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, it it, 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 it kind of, you, it, we're on the same train there where as far as like lawn darts, some people got hurt and no one has lawn darts anymore. And that was one of the funnest games in the world. Jarts. Did you ever play those? Those <laughs> big giant, they were like 12 inches. Yeah, I think, Mike Mar I think Mike Mar used to love that, those things. Okay, they had so them at the... What is that thing that he was involved in? The Flintstones or whatever the fuck his the, childish the, group they the, had. The royal, the royal, <laughs> the royal water buffaloes. The royal yeah, water they buffaloes. had lawn darts. Those guys had lawn darts for sure. See? Okay, but, to... uh, but but there's no money in the lawn dart industry. There's a lot of money in the gun industry, and like it's just like I was trying to talk to my dad the other day. We were talking for some reason. I got on politics. I was over there for a couple hours, and I said, you know what? I, I just I can't get away from corporations on the government so the gun lobby's huge so they're going to get away with whatever it is they want to get away with but Same why way is pharmaceutical the health, but, I, huge. But, but why is the health care why does health care get sued all the time because and this guy that i that i read the article i saw him on 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 cnn or something today then i went and read a bunch of papers he has written he's so smart it's there's actually one smart guy in america this guy and he's saying that the but there's more money to be made for the gun lobbyists because then you'll have insurance on guns, oh, yeah. right? Just like you have insurance for malpractice in in healthcare, you'll maybe, have an insurance industry. It'll create more jobs. Maybe that's why you're allowed to sue doctors is because <laughs> the insurance companies are the ones making the money on that because they have to have that multi million dollar uh, malpractice insurance. So how right? do you, how how does this is the yeah, thing on the average here. the average follow the money like, baby the average like uh, a Trump lover who thinks you're gonna burn it down or clean the swamp or all these kind of things and all the <laughs> anger <laughs> all the anger in this country do they really think the complicated multi levels of the corporate hold and the corporate greed on this country can be stopped by some reality television show guy. Do they really believe that? <laughs> Who's entrenched I, in that world? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I do. I do believe that people want to have, just like when COVID happened, there had to be a villain. There had to be somebody that caused it. Because then Fauci. we can look at one person. Fauci, Fauci and we, the but we can, Yeah, well, him and Bill Gates, because they manufactured it so they could put this chip in you. You remember the idiocy. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But the idea was that it was about chips. Now it's gone to where they just wanted to make us all sick and rearrange our DNA. And I don't know one way or the other, not a scientist, not a doctor, haven't studied it. But when you have somebody, <laughs> a singular person who can be a savior, you know, and you can give somebody, you know, you give somebody an enemy and they fall together and then you got to provide a savior. And once you provide that savior, you're going to you're not going to hear the things you don't want to hear. You're only going to hear the things you want to hear. But this I just like to, for but I like to plant seeds like this guy planted a seed in my mind. And I've been reading about it all afternoon. It is fascinating. And he's not he's not comparing it to healthcare. I'm the one that's in healthcare, So I'm saying, hey, why am I sued all the time? I was personally sued one time uh, Chuck, for three million dollars. And when I read it, I was like, I don't even have three thousand dollars. And so then well, I talked to the lawyer, the great Dick, Dick Carroll, this magnificent guy I love. Um, I said, why are they like, do they know I make $86,000 a year? Like what, what, $3 million from me? And they're like, no, they put a price tag on it because they want you to roll on the hospital. Right. Uh -huh. That's why they go after civil penalties against employees. You can be personally sued working in a hospital. But a gun manufacturer can't be sued. They have immunity. That's insane. That's that. And if, if the American people could just realize that, that the gun companies have civil immunity from prosecution or from accountability, but yet healthcare doesn't. I did nothing wrong in, but try to help people my whole life. I've never been, I've never done something malicious or in intentional to harm i've never tried to make money off of people in a lascivious way i've always just been straight up doing my job trying to help right mm -hmm. i've been sued a hundred times <laughs> yet a gun manufacturer has never been sued for all this gun violence that happens from their product that's insane well, that is you, insane 
if you if you were able to de deconstruct the financial situation behind the gun lobby, then they would become victim of it. The same way, if you could deconstruct the uh, church lobby and get churches to pay taxes, uh, we you'd have a whole nother situation too. We could have more war if the churches would pay. We could even kill more people with our war machine. Let we me, could let wipe me ask out you, whole country. Yeah, like whole country. We, be... could, we could go after China. Listen, this, is, <laughs> this is what I got sober for is just to wipe, <laughs> wipe countries off the planet. This is yeah. so far from what I talk about every day. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, but this is the thing because I, every time it's, it's tragic and they show, I'm watching it right now, the scenes of Kansas city and all the trash, you know, the trash would have been there every anyways. It looks like there was a mass shooting of thousands of people because there's trash everywhere. It was a football Super Bowl celebration. The trash, it's going to look all fucked up like that. That wasn't yep. from the shooting. Right. Nope, that comes but it's a booth. good manipulative sh shot for Fox News, MSNBC and CNN to keep showing this chaotic scene. We had a million people at a fucking parade. It's pretty chaotic. Yeah. Right. With trash cans every hundred yards and people yeah, drinking. Yeah. That's what happens. It's sad that after such a fun Super Bowl, that was a fun Super Bowl. I never, I'm not a big football fan, but I do like the Super Bowl. It is a great game. Remember the Atlanta New England game when Brady came back 23 points at no. halftime. Th this was like that. Everybody kept saying, you know, it's over. And I was like, you can't count Mahomes out. You just can't. He's like Michael Jordan. You just can't count him out. And, uh, and he pulled it off. It was kind of crazy. But, and then yeah, we watched have, this year and I usually don't. And oh, it, the, I almost didn't watch after the first Were half. you aware I, I, of this mass shooting at the parade? No. Well, I, I heard I heard a blurb on it, but it's like it's another one of those things that I can't do anything about. And I, to be honest, tomorrow, uh, Bug has his fifth infusion. Oh, so geez. that's that's where I am. You know, it's like right. when, when things get rough, I can't take on anymore. So it's just like I'm more concerned that when we get right. in tomorrow, his blood will be strong enough and his counts will be good enough to be able to put the poison in his body so that he can get better because right. it is it is just this man this is just continues to mangle his body so right, maybe next week i'll be able to get caught up in the shit again but right now that's what i've learned about me is that i can't take on too much you know so it's right. like right now my my focus is right here it's right making sure not making sure but helping amy stay <laughs> on track and helping bugs stay on track and amy does that for me and Bug is like, Bug was concerned about you. He wanted to know how you were doing because yeah, I told was, him yeah. you were sick yesterday. Oh, yeah. You know, he goes, you're not doing your podcast? <laughs> I said, Bob guy. is sick. And he was like, how's Bob? And that's, oh, I God. think that's why he's a happy like, kid is because he cares he about other people. Uh, and you can't, see, what I think about, like, Sid's like that. Like, she, she you know, Sid, Sid and Bug are unique in that they have this outwardly idea of other people not all kids are like that but i'm scared that the educational industrial complex is gonna beat that out of her right into this mediocre kid that only cares about herself and her grades and all this kind of stuff do you you ever think that about bug like you're scared the system and the and no, the, because and the selfishness he's special education so it's a totally different thing right a special education kid isn't in general population and his teachers are i mean a couple of his teachers came to see him while he was in the hospital you know they go How cool is that? they came to a bar i played with a, a band one night and a couple of his teachers and his uh the teacher's husband came to the bar to watch bug sing california sun with us oh how great and so that. it's just those are the kind of people so i know what you're talking about when you i i i don't ever want to rain on or, or cut butt in when you're talking about elvis's school but i know that bug's got that he's got that kind of support and he looks forward to seeing the teachers and he wants to go to school yeah you know it's just like one of those things where he wants to be there he's playing drums what in do the, you do in the, in the so rock band. we never we never talk about this what do you do when your kid, you know, your kid's going to a substandard school, but they still have friends there, but it's just like an uninspired school. What do you do every year? I want to switch schools and then I don't because, oh, she's got friends there or whatever. Like, and then you see a school like the one Elvis goes to or the one Bug goes to and, and you think like, that's what every kid needs.
And if we didn't spend all this money on fucking Iraq and Afghanistan, every school would be like their schools. Every school could be like their school. When I see people from other parts of the country that are in their early 20s and have uh, two or three kids already and they're pregnant again and they're not worried about it and their family's happy that they're pregnant. It's just like, I, okay, I can see that this is working for them because they're not, you know, it's just like uh, dependence on, on government is scary. And, and I get it when you're born and raised in it, um, it looks right because whatever you're born and raised in, it looks right because what are you going to compare it to? Brady Bunch? They don't even have Brady Bunches anymore. Yeah, I know. Look at this. So I'm watching the news footage now, right? It's very telling. And Anthony and I talk about this a lot. If I was ever in a situation like this, and I've been in other kinds of situations, I would always go where the action is and try to figure it out. There's three guys. There's They have it on video. There's three guys that tackle the guy while he's got a gun in his hand. Three normal civilians, like Kansas City Chiefs fans. Just fucking tackle the guy. You got to watch the video, Elijah. Chuck, you don't watch it because you got the infusion tomorrow. But they tackle <laughs> I'll the watch guy. watch it while it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> they tackle the guy and the guy drops the gun. One of the, the Kansas City Chief fans, kind of like a, you know, like what you'd think a Kansas City Chief fan guy looks like. Picks I up the gun. you're a little overweight I, with I, the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picks up the gun. And all these people, put that fucking gun down. I don't know what to do about the gun because they're wrestling with the guy, the shooter, right? But it's not cops and SWAT team guys that stop the guy. It's regular people that were right next to him. How fucking cool is that? And guess That's what? Cool. They didn't have guns. They just cared more about their family and friends and the people around than they did themselves. And they sacrificed themselves. And they, for, oh man, they stomp on the guy once they get him on the ground. <laughs> well, <laughs> they got that's two just, of them that's just fucking near him in the back. <laughs> it's just so crazy. <laughs> but three regular citizens stopped one of the shooters. I guess it was two of them. Oh, well, you insane, know, man. It, it is so cool that, that people step up. And when you have that many people, there might be two or three that do. The problem is, is that they're not, they're few and far between. I'm surprised that there weren't more people just filming it, you know, on their cameras watching. Oh, there's a lot happen. of there's a lot of filming. Sure, there is. <laughs> because yeah. that's, there that's the go more than three people started filming. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure 300 people were filming while three people did something, which is you know. But I felt just, like, but that's the happenstance of the chaos of life. See, I don't believe there's a preordained destiny. I don't believe that everybody's being orchestrated. Like, no. it was just lucky. That cops weren't running up on that kid when he picked up the gun. Because you can plainly see it. And then he throws it down like six feet away. Because he was smart enough to know, like, shit, I don't want to be holding this gun when cops get over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, right. they, do have, they do have smart people in Missouri. Because he obviously the gun is like six inches from the guy, the shooter's hand. And he picks it up. And then two guys are on top of him. This is the third guy. And... uh you know, and I understand the cops were brave and they were running at it and whatever. The mayor actually said live on television. And, you know, I would have liked to have say he said, I would like to say that I ran towards the trouble, but I did not. I ran for cover <laughs> with my wife and mother. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's and you the know, mayor you know, said he was a coward. That's, fight that's, or flight, right? that, that's I, honest. I, I mean, yeah, you yeah, got to protect your that. family. You got to protect right. your family, too. But right. they chase, have you seen it, Elijah, where they chase the guy? They're chasing him for a while and he has a gun in I his hand. I haven't looked yet. It's I've... crazy. Like, those are fucking brave guys that did that. Yeah. Like, the yeah. guy's running away from them with, okay, uh, yeah, oh, my God. And they oh probably don't think that it is brave because it's just how they are. It's just who they are on a on a certain level, right? They're the kind of guys that do that no matter what the situation. That afterwards, I hope, I hope they get acknowledged. Because every so. politician, no, I because every politician is running on television <laughs> to talk, but every politician is running on television to talk about gun control. I wonder, like, hey, right you know, if there's an if there's an open carry law in Missouri, or if there isn't, or it's got yeah, it's one to. of three states. It doesn't matter. Like these are like two nutcases that got in a fight apparently, and they were shooting at each other or something. I don't know. You're kidding but, me. No, it's like two drunken guys bringing automatic weapons to a football parade. I mean, you can't, 
that's why I, like i don't know i think when they made the second amendment law like people were way smarter guns were way safer people believed in common sense well, you know a single I mean? shot musket you couldn't keep loaded <laughs> off you know it's just like to get that second shot off you've got to put the yeah the, but they the looked at it, and the ball they, and the they really looked at the second amendment in the 20s when the tommy gun was invented right they really did they weren't like they repealed amendments you know they yeah, did repeal they the got rid of a few. <laughs> yeah you right, but, this, that there's a seventh amendment that nobody elijah google it it's such an interesting that. law that still exists and never is practiced the seventh amendment which means if you're conned out of twenty dollars you have your right to a trial. Like, uh, you know, 20 bucks is a lot of, is like probably 10,000 then now. But the Seventh Amendment says something about if you're conned out of $20, you have a right to a civil trial. Like, <laughs> like that's a well, weird I'm, I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to start using that. So is the, a lot of people, people owe me 20 these, bucks. These people that make it like Jesus wrote the fucking Constitution and the amendments, they, they're fucking idiots. Let's face it, Chuck. They're, <laughs> they're idiots. They wrote somewhere along the line, Elijah. Look it up. What I've what year was the Seventh Amendment written? Seventeen ninety one. And we'll read it to the to our listeners at home. Uh, An equal equal amendment to the Second Amendment. Go uh, ahead. Uh, the Amendment Seven to the Constitution, ratified December seventeen ninety one, protects the right of citizens to have a jury trial in federal court with civil cases where the claim exceeds a certain dollar value at the time it was $20 so now it's like the equivalency it prohibits <laughs> judges in these trials from overruling facts revealed by the jury the official text is written in suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20 the right of trial by jury shall be preserved so the but gun lobbyists should be able to be sued the gun industry should be able to be sued based on that amendment law. They love the second amendment. I love the seventh one. Yeah, I think the gun 20, industry should be sued. I think they've civilly. done more than $20 worth of damage to people's lives. Yeah. So I think the gun lobbies and the gun manufacturers should be able to honor the seventh amendment. They love the second amendment so much. Let's have a jury of 12 people determine whether the gun industry contributed to this violence today. Right? You got to trust the jury, don't you? This is America. Anyways, it's funny that it's funny that they, they just choose this one amendment that they love. And there's like, what is there, 19 amendments? There's a bunch. Didn't they have one and they took it back? Then they had the alcohol one and took it back. Or, or they, that, yeah, they made the alcohol one, then they, then they repealed it, right? But it's still yeah. on the books. Well, it's still on the books. But, you know, that's funny because I got a friend who thought prohibition and the Great Depression were the same thing. So that's, that's the kind of education. <laughs> that's goes, an American education goes, right prohibition, there. Prohibition, the Great Depression, same shit. Same <laughs> shit. It's not. Same it's not. <laughs> there are 27 amendments to the Constitution. I'm guessing two of them are the prohibition and the ones the repeal of prohibition. <laughs> There's another one too uh, that was repealed. I thought. You know what's not a constitutional amendment? Check which in this lovely world that we live in, uh, a woman's right to equality in the United States of America. Well, there was never yeah. an equal rights amendment to the Constitution. Never. It somehow it's like oh let the states decide for them lady folk. Right. Well, you, but you know, guns, guns, <laughs> men like we're going to have that at the federal level. But let's have the goddamn <laughs> lady stuff talked about only at the state level. Well, you know, my wife wanted one of them fancy Apple watches, but I told her there's a clock on the stove. What do you need to watch for? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. There is a patriarchy. I agree with my left brothers and sisters on that. There is a fucking patriarchy in this country. And no one has done anything but whine and complain on Twitter about how to fucking disassemble it. It's not going to be disas <laughs> it's going to be disassembled by an equal rights amendment. Like not like, oh, California lets you be equal, but Alabama doesn't. That's just a choice of Alabama people. They don't want equality down there. <laughs>
don't you want to get the fuck out of there as soon as you realize you're not uh, you're a second class citizen? Like seriously, they don't have the same rights as people in New York and Massachusetts and New and California. It's crazy. Or unless, Texas now, unless Texas, of course you're raised in it and it's normal to you and you accept things. That's why I think it's so it's so important that people figure some things out. You need, we don't take time. We're so freaking busy. Yeah. Did you hear that Texas wants to secede from the union? I say we all support that. Because I'd like to go to Texas as a as a destination point, like another country. I'm sure yeah. they'll have, you know, uh, they'll sell black beauties through the over the counter, like Mexico. Oh, they're does. rough on drugs. They're rough they? on drugs. So, they? Yeah, Texas but if they were their is own country, illegal. But if they you were their own country, I bet you they'd want to make some money. I'll bet you. <laughs> I, I, what I do know, what I learned recently, talking to my mom and dad, because my sister moved to Texas like nine years ago is that, that the people in Texas are upset that all the people from California are coming there and upending their apple cart because the people coming from California are more liberal-minded and they're pissed because they can't just keep them in Austin anymore. They're not right. just in Austin, they're in Dallas and they're in Fort Worth and they're yeah. showing up like a plague. Yeah, <laughs> they are, but it's all the... It's all that. So two of my good friends, Khalil and, and uh, I'm not going to name the other person moved to Texas. Right. Uh, it's for the taxes. It's to, it's to pay no right. taxes. Right? right. Well, people so, love that. So in affordable housing. Well, it's not so affordable anymore in Austin from what I hear. Not so affordable. Relative to LA. But I mean, no one should live in LA. I don't live in LA. No, at least not to L.A. proper. There's plenty of things closer on the outskirts than Claremont. Yeah, but you know? but that but I've thought of that. Moving to Altadena is what Frenchie had said, where he lives. Like, Altadena is still 45 minutes from my work. If you're going down the two and you got to get on Silver Lake Boulevard and go down Sunset. I work at Sunset and Doheny right by the Roxy. It's like impossible to get there. Mm -hmm. So even if you lived in Altadena... You still wouldn't get a house like this for four thousand bucks. So you'd be living in a lesser house, and you would only cut your commute by an hour. So I just keep driving. Elijah left here. I told you, Elijah left here. What time, Elijah? Three thirty. I left. Uh, yeah, like yeah, three thirty. I got to work at. Uh, I seven. got to. Yeah, I got to. Where was I going? Van Nuys at seven. <laughs> I, had to, I had to stop really what eight all the time three and a half i had to go no but he had to go downtown. home to inglewood no so i had, had to, to go, go into downtown and just getting out of downtown just going from from chinatown down to olympic and going back was like 90 minutes it was insane oh where did you go where did you drop I them off at i had the jeans jeans aunt was visiting and staying at a hotel downtown the hospital. oh oh my god they could have taken the train. Sid took the train to the Dodger game the other day. She I liked it. Of, I thought about it the whole way back to. <laughs> <laughs> so learned so a lesson. Anyways, I just, you know, solving problems is not that hard. You you have to identify. You have to identify the problem. And all we do in America is complain about the problem and try to find somebody to blame for the problem instead of solve the problem, right? So we got, I don't think there's anybody going, Hey, this border security is running like a charm. This is a plus. This is a gold standard border right here. Nobody's saying that nobody, but yet they, no one can agree on how to solve it hum humanely and, and not incentivizing people. Right. So, you know, People want to come here. I get it. There should be a pathway to coming here, an easy pathway. Not a, if you do it the right way, you'll never get in. It's just an unfair immigration system. So, yeah, people are going to try to cheat it. We need a more fair immigration system in this country, and maybe less people will cheat it because they'll have a pathway. It may take a year, but they can get into the United States and follow their dreams. What's interesting is people are coming here you know, the poorest of the poor to aspire and to have a better life. We got people here that are the poorest of the poor in West Virginia, in, or in some urban areas, in, in some uh, southern states. They have no aspiration. There wasn't a lot. There's so much endless possibility in this society for me. 
the people coming over the border believe that and they work hard and they and they make it. I'm not saying the bad people don't come over the border. Bad people are in are born here too. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, equal. the people that are living, you know, in the poverty line in Me in uh, the southern United States, they should really, you know, go somewhere where their dollar goes farther and move to Mexico and Central America. Well, that, that <laughs> all the people in South Carolina. Well, that the other thing, like I, when I was a drug addict, I loved going to Tijuana. <laughs> I got married one time in Tijuana, Chuck. We don't even talk about that. But, oh, uh, Thank but God. I, first time but, I'm hearing of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it he went fell really in love well. with a donkey show. <laughs> no, no, it was an American girl, and we went oh. down there. So, so, anyways, I used to go there like literally once every two weeks. I'd go to the highlight games and gamble. I'd go buy pills. I just love that you could buy pills. I don't even like pills, but that you could walk in at twelve o'clock at night in this brightly lit, you know, fluorescent light place and buy all these pills. You could even ask them like, "What is this?" And they would be like, "That's to go up." And I'd be like, yeah, I want like, I like one, 20 of these. What is that? What is that? That's to go down. I want 20 of those, right? They didn't tell you the names of them. They just told you which way it went, right? <laughs> but then it got in, this is before I got sober, like in 94, it got dangerous down there. There was a concert hall down there that we played all the time. I on forget Avenue, what. On Avenue Revolution? I don't there know. Were what bunch of, there were a bunch of places and bands. No, like there cost. was a club that all bands played. But uh, Boat mm -hmm. Service played there. Nirvana played there. I saw Nirvana there. Uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, I forget. Elijah, do you remember? You look it up. There was a club in Mexico. It held like a thousand people. And it, people from San Diego, you'd all go to Tijuana and see this, see bands. And, uh, yeah. and that's when the Butthole Service would go in there. And I told Gibby, Tell your driver you'll just walk across because that's what right. bands had been doing. Like, don't bring your bus into Mexico. <laughs> but they didn't listen. And some, you know, driver like, yeah, we're going to our gig. And they, the truck got, the bus got held and the equipment's at the inspection site and whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a radio station, 91X, and then they yep. promoted shows at this club. They promoted shows at this club. Iguanas, yes. Iguanas, yeah. What mm -hmm. was the... It's not still open, is it? It was like 750 capacity, show. maybe. But um, but anyways, I went to Mexico from 1979 till 1994, at least once a month. Just have fun, get drunk and buy pills. Right. And play high lie. High lie. Get was drunk, the game. steal blankets, and, and uh, yeah. just fuck around. Because you could. It was like a playground. It and was you fun, were, yeah. You were fairly protected up until like the late 80s even. It, even yeah. in the late 80s, it got sketchy. Well, mid early 80s, me and Anthony and Flea and Pete got kidnapped by what we thought were federales, but it turned out they were just like tow truck guys, and they stole all <laughs> our money. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they looked like they had authority. They had a light in their car on the dashboard. And uh, yeah. we're in Pete's car, and then they we thought they were taking us to jail, and they took us to a tow yard. And then they searched us and took everything that we had, and then they searched the car and took everything, and then they let us go. But yep, uh, said, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead but that, say was, that was no big deal. I've had that happen to me in New Orleans. That's nothing negative about Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, that's, what the, horror, that's, that's the horror what story that all the suburban Americans are, are yeah. afraid of. Yeah, but I had it's a regular Friday night for Bob. I had it happen in New Orleans. I went down the wrong street. I gave somebody some money. You know, um, well, high risk lifestyle, sir. <laughs> is it high risk to score drugs at two o'clock in the morning in the night ward? <laughs> <laughs> not, not anymore, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, well, maybe. Says Iguanas, but anyway, says Iguanas was open from eighty nine to ninety three. Had a bunch of great concerts. It looks like and served barbecued iguana at the bar. Oh fuck that! <laughs> Anyways, so but I would Wish love I to was go down in there. So I would go down there, but then I stopped going there. So my whole point to this story is, uh, when I saw that Mexico wants to secede from the Union, I was thinking maybe just inside the border, like El Paso, will become like Tijuana, and we can go to El Paso and have fun like we used to in Tijuana. They'll sell pills over the counter and whatever. But I'm too old for that. I'm going to be 63 tomorrow, Chuck. Yeah, sixty oh, fucking three. Hey. Congratulations, you made it. You know, we well, go. when I made it to thirty, I thought, 
I'm going to probably make it to 60. And then ever since 60, I've been I like, I don't know how much further I'm going to make it. Like that, that was my, <laughs> when like 30, I immediately doubled it. I'm going to make it to 60. And when you're 30 and you're, you're confident and it kind of eases your worries about your mortality and you just convince yourself you're going to live to be 60. When you live past 60, it gets a little dicey there. I just got this flu or whatever it is. And three days he was fine. Sydney got it in about five days. She was fine. Elvis got it about a week. He was fine. Chrissy got it like a week. She was fine. I've had it for two weeks. And mm -hmm. that's a sign that you're just old. I also have this thing when I bang my the back of my hand, I get like a purple thing like old people. Can you see that? <laughs> you're bruising like easily. We <laughs> yeah, bruise easily. Have you still, are we going to the doctor? Have you still not gone to the doctor? Oh, to no, check I'm gone. Like the Mike Mark thing's fading away, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what was your last, just for me, what was your last checkup? What was your last checkup, Dad? Well, like, what are they going to tell you? You're dying? What, you know, Smitty, no, I wonder no. if Smitty, 10 if plus Smitty years? went, if Smitty <laughs> went, what? No, I had a colonoscopy, uh, a colonoscopy, um, like four years ago. And is that a coverall? Did they check anything else or just your colon's good? So you're good. Hey, yeah, that's your like gut any, any prostate, <laughs> you need. Any prostate. I got, yeah, the main things for men my age are prostate and, col and colon. And I got that checked out like four years ago. I'm fine. It's, it's the B&B. &B. It's the button balls. It's the button balls is really what we worry about as we get older. Because Here's the thing. Those are the areas that you can get cancer um, and not know it for years, right? Okay. So when you get that checked out, you, you know, the other things you'll notice, like if you get a growth in your neck, my friend had a growth in his <laughs> neck. No, seriously. And it was it was that cancer that you get from oral sex. Right. And right away. Did they got it out. Yeah. But you get a growth in the side of your neck. So the rest of the parts you can check out. It's just up your butt and in your ball sack you can't check I, I, i'm just wearing ascot if i got that <laughs> <laughs> you're just doing these just doing these self-checks everything's <laughs> do fancy ruffled collars and ascot and they'd be like dude but he's that, fancy <laughs> that is that is the other thing i don't have health insurance right now i can't afford it sixteen hundred dollars a month at the minimum the worst case where you have to it's might basically the same as as paying for it for yourself, the blood work is nine hundred dollars a month. I can't afford it. I can't. I can't. Okay. I got, what what got, about what about if you do idea. like clients do, where you where you get, get the parents to pay for it? My parents, <laughs> have been dead. My parents have been dead for forty years. All you need to do is tell a place in Florida you'd like to come and to treatment but you don't have insurance they'll buy you insurance <laughs> get you on a plane then just leave after a day and go see a doctor and go see a doctor get them get the old man checkup let's go, no, walk, I have the old into, let's go check walk into mexico and walk into tio yeah, and get yeah. the checkup well that's the other thing like that that go get your blood work done in mexico like it's just like ridiculous american health care is ridiculous all my friends go to tijuana for their teeth the guy got $11,000 here, got it taken care of for about 800 bucks there. Yeah, that's, you know, the, but, you know, then you got the cartels and the Felix brothers and all that to deal with. So, um, the dentist's office <laughs> in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I yeah, I, I, you know, we, we were going to go to Cancun and I was just like, no, you know what? I, I just would feel safer just staying in the United States right now, especially when we're involved and things are soft. Maybe it's just scare tactics. Maybe we're just hearing the worst of the worst on the news. But yes, it, Hawaii, just, are, but. Hawaii is just such a, I'm comfortable in Hawaii. Been there enough, especially Kauai. Uh, been there enough. And even Bug's been there before. So it's just like maybe. Let's just do that. Just is there a different. place like we were talking about this? Of uh, uh, relatives of of Chrissy's were visiting the weekend. They they relocated from born and raised in Southern California to Tennessee, right? And they were talking about what the culture shock. The culture shock they described was people are so nice. Mm -hmm. But another thing was like the the uh, sister in law got, got his, the sister got his, yeah people are nice. And the sister-in-law got a speeding ticket 
And she was waiting for the thing in the mail. And then the thing came and it was an appearance in court. And she called to say, well, can I just pay this online? And they were like, no, you need to see the judge. And in California, no, you, you just see a you, judge. They don't want you to know. They don't want how much you pay. Clog up the system. Too many. So, so, but people are so nice, and everything is cheaper. But I, and we were talking about like I love Montana. I've been there like five times. I just could I live there? I don't know. If I was comes, coming back here once and uh, quite often, I probably could. But I don't think I could live in Tennessee or or Texas where Khalil moved or Montana where I fantasize that I'd move. I, I think Arizona, if I could be, you know, a six hour drive away from, from the Hollywood bowl. Yeah. Music is vital. I understand that. The Hollywood bowl season just came out. There's like 20 things I want to go to. I hope, right. I hope, you know, people understand that when you stop being excited about, the Hollywood Bowl season being announced. I, I'm I love so that too. sick of the Eagles and Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel and all this. Like, please, we need Lafies and new artists, Steve Lacey. We need new blood and new people to be excited about. And so I want I want to go see this Lafie girl, unless the stub hubs are like four hundred dollars, which they probably will be. Listen to this concert that's coming up right by Elijah's house, even though I know that they want to move. You might want to stick around, Elijah, until Saturday, uh, August thirty first. This is the lineup for one day. Are you ready? What I'm just going to start at the bottom. DeBarge, the Mary Jane girls, Royce, Rolls Royce, Morris Day in the Time, um, the Daz Band, Heat Wave, the Barcase, Cool in the Game, Zap, George Clinton. Are, are you still listening? Yeah, Los yeah, Lobos, yeah. the Manhattans, the Shy Lights, Bloodstone, the Stylistics, the Delphonics, Barbara Mason. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Smokey Robinson, Eric Burden and the Animals, Dion Warwick, The Emotions, The Whispers, The Spinners, War, The Jacksons, The OJs, The Isley Brothers, Al Green, Nile Rogers and Sheik, Santana, Charlie Wilson and the Gap Band, Gladys Knight, headlined by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Are you fucking kidding me? In one day, wow. when does it start at two o'clock in the morning? <laughs> Probably starts at noon, and they're doing you know half hour sets with two stages or twenty five minutes. Oh, yeah, it's got to be simultaneous stages. It's called Fool in Love. It's at the um, SoFi Stadium parking lot. So much, uh, I want to dude. So much. Niles Rogers, Al Green, and Diana Ross. Are you kidding me? And then. Who's the band that sings I'm 18 with a bullet? The what was the Shy Lights? Oh, that's no man. Shy Lights had oh, a great girl. song. They had a bunch of great songs. The OJs are my favorite. The OJs. The Shy Lights had the song. What Pete was Wingfield it? did 18 with a bullet. Pete Wingfield. The Shy Lights had what was their main song? It was so great. Oh girl, oh girl, and if you like that one, you like all of them because those are imagine? Can you imagine the melodies you would hear on that day on August 31st? Oh, yeah, like instead of like what goes on for modern music nowadays, I think it'd be mind blowing. I think we need to get young people in there for free. If, if it's going to be that big, I think every young musician, anyone who's making music should should be forced to go just to just to be exposed to something different. That's the problem is what people are feeding on isn't isn't nutrient, man. They're eating potatoes. They're getting full, but there's no depth. Uh, that I, song. I wish we could play. Oh, girl, it'll be something if you leave me now. I don't, I don't know, know where to look. Yeah. Oh, right, my Paul Young, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Paul Young had a huge hit with that. America so, had so bands like that. America used to have bands with songs like that. They also had that great song, Give the Power to the People. Anyways, I will be there. Maybe I'll go see a doctor so I don't die of rectal cancer before that August 31st. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, I just... Somebody, somebody I, I love... Um, I think Olivia, uh, no, Farrah Fawcett Majors died of rectal cancer, and it says it all the time anytime you read something about her. Do they have to say rectal? Can't they just say cancer? Do they, what, what is become I, I, 
of this world. Maybe. There's no decorum, Chuck. There's no decorum. But maybe the idea is we don't want to talk about it because it it, it sounds bad, but man, get checked. You know, (laughs) maybe that's the idea. (laughs) You know, because I just don't want to think of Farrah Fawcett like that. It's just all. Yeah, but but it's not like it made her. It's not like it made her butt ugly. You know, it's not like you said, it's something you don't see. It's, it's not like it's not like it's not like her butt was you used the a double brain. entendre there you didn't realize chuck <laughs> nope <laughs> I, I don't realize it didn't My- make her unattractive <laughs> yeah well, oh i heard gun- i heard gunshots just now holy shit God. you hear that maybe maybe someone shot a bear jesus no, there's a bunch of gunshots right up the hill from me the fuck God damn America. <laughs> now I got it. Now I got to figure out. We have this uh, community website. I got to go look. What was the. Was that gunshots? That was not a car backfire. It was like six gunshots. You can call You hear it? You hear it? That's gunshots. No, I don't. Hear I got to go. I got to go. I'll text you back. All right. Okay. Well, nuts. hey, right. don't die. Stay safe. Don't die, it's, way, Bob. it's way. Uh, I won't die. It's way up the hill. <laughs> okay. Bye bye.